Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. On Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, live. Mallard.com. M-A-L-L-I-A-R-D.com. One more thing before we start. Let me turn it over to my friend that you may know from Ancient Aliens and the Curse of Oak Island and many other things. Robert Clotworthy. On the Mallard Report, the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the hosts and guests, and not necessarily of Evergreen Podcasts, KillerPodcast.com, sponsor or affiliate, or any other individual or group. On the Mallard Report, the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in the show are solely those of the hosts and guests, and not necessarily of Evergreen Podcast, KillerPodcast.com, sponsor or affiliate, or any other individual or group. Hey everybody, it's Jim Mallard here. Welcome to the Mallard Report. The Mallard Report is recorded in front of a live ver- <laughs> There we go. Okay. Lessons learned the hard way. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> the beauty of live technology here. Uh, yeah, so welcome to the night's program. And if you see me wiping sweat, it's like 85 in the studio today because I didn't turn the fan around in the window. So it's been sucking heat in all day. And obviously it hasn't got cold enough yet to um, make this comfortable. So it's not, it's, it's not a reflection of you. It's just a reflection of this idiot here who can't remember to do something stupid or something simple on the day, you know, six days a week, it's fine. But tonight when I actually needed to do it, well, anyways, my guest tonight is Heather Lee Strom uh, off Storm. Jeez. Strom. Yeah. I had it the first time. I had it the first time. Yeah. Backed myself right back out with that. That's good. Author of K9 Spirit Guides, The Healing Power of the Man's Best Friend. Heather, first and foremost, how are you doing tonight? I am fantastic. Thank you very much. So let's let's take a step back because let's let's go from the very root part of this. We man has this connection with dog. I think we can all agree with that. But why why what did you decide to develop down into this a little bit? So how did this come about? Yeah, give me a little bit of backstory here, because like I said, we all kind of, I mean, this isn't something new to anybody, but what made you so into it? Right. We've all kind of known, we've always kind of known that dogs were special and that humanity had a very unique bond with this one particular animal. Um, And, you know, this, this was never new to me because I've had 30 years or more as a dog trainer. I've always had dogs. I think I had more than 30 dogs of my own, in addition to breeding dogs and training dogs, importing dogs. I mean, I just had a whole lot of dogs come through my hands in a very short amount of time. And I just thought it was a hobby of mine. I never understood that that was the whole point to my life. And I kind of felt guilty about spending so much time and money on my hobby. And my life began to change in 2020, like many people's lives did with the impending virus that came around. Um, and so I started to sort of have a soft awakening during lockdown where I began to kind of just come out of my shell, my cocoon, 
And by 2022, I had a hard, fast awakening where suddenly I was writing a book and I, I'm not an author. I'm not a writer. I'm not even a spiritual person. Didn't even know any of this was coming. And I was writing a book and I was told spiritually what the title of the book was, which was Canine Spirit Guides. So I thought, well, at least I know what I'm writing about, which is dogs. And uh, I was excited about that because there's a whole lot that I could write about dogs. But what I didn't understand in the moment was that how deep that book was going to go. And it wasn't just about dogs themselves. It was about the galactic version of the dog that connects with us through our dogs and just how healing that is. So this is. I was going to say, so you're still new into this process. Brand new. Most people who write books like that have been doing this for a while. I didn't start understanding it or doing it until after I put the book in print. That's when it all hit me exactly what my mission was and where I was going to go with the book. Which is wild because, I mean... Like you said, you're not a writer by any stretch. I've seen the stuff that you used to you used to work in um, physical therapy. So mm-hmm. to transition from that to, I mean, obviously there's still the element of helping people, but I'm I'm going back to the writing. That isn't necessarily. I get it. Trust me. I I've joked for well, I've been doing this show for 12 years. I'm going to put my first book out here any minute now. Uh, <laughs> as soon as I as soon as I write it. Uh, so talk to me about that process because I'm yeah. Yeah I'm, getting started, I guess is my- yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I've been a physical therapist for 30 years and I was firmly entrenched in that scientific medical background. I had a, a spiritual side to me that I kind of just avoided. I didn't want to go there. It was too risky. It was too scary. It wasn't accepted. I didn't know how I was that would ever fit in. To, the, to my current life and my lifestyle. And so I was very afraid of it. And now, since I've written the book and I've become acquainted with the canine guides, I'm, I've actually shifted my practice. I Instead of working physically with my clients, I now work with them energetically. So my practice is shifting completely out of physical therapy and fully into the energetic medicine. So it's, it's been a beautiful Which is a wild change. So talk what? to me about the first, the first moment of realization that maybe there is a little bit more to this than the hard science. What was that aha moment? It, it wasn't a single moment. It was kind of like a process. I, um, number one, I was so ready to understand and know myself that I was willing to do anything. I, I, before this book process started, I was in a cocoon. The The first dog that I write about in the book, Tori, she died in 2009. And that when I lost her, it killed me. It, a part of me died. And I know everyone says that. We all feel that way when our beloved dogs die, our animals. But I literally got uh, rolled up into a cocoon for the next 11 years. And for that time period, I felt completely shut off 
I had always had a connection to spirit, to God, to source, whatever you want to call it. I'd always had a connection, but I felt like that was suddenly cut off and I was just alone. So for 11 years, I spent and I felt like I was in the darkness and I was so ready to come out of that darkness that I was searching and searching and searching. I was I was going, looking behind this door. Is that where I need to go? No. What about this door? Do I need to go that direction? No. Nothing seemed to fit. And so when I was told for the umpteenth time by a spiritual person that I was supposed to write a book, I began to listen. And not only was I supposed to write a book, but it had to be finished by the end of 2022, which was only a number of months away. And uh, I, that kind of got my attention. I said, okay. So as I was writing the book, the canine guides began to work with me and they began to heal me. And that was kind of the aha that I got because as I healed, I could hear them. I could see them. I could feel them. All of my clairvoyance began to come in, began to open and emerge. And I began to just come out of this cocoon. So it was a process, but it only took only six months, maybe six to seven months. Well, there's still the faith in there of putting the pen. Well, I'm assuming pen to paper or key to keyboard or however that whatever that new saying is. Somebody will correct me, I'm sure. Uh, (laughs) Finger finger to keyboard doesn't sound right. We're going to have to somebody work on that for me. Get back to me. Uh, Nostalgic for the old days. But I mean there's you still going out and exploring this. I mean, it still had to be difficult to take those first early steps because it still seemed, I mean, you said that people have told you that for years. So what, what yeah. made, yeah. there had to have been something else that kind of just well, forced you. Well, I had a dream. I had a dream. And in the dream, this was early on, this was in um, March. It was a very specific dream. I was with my spirit guides. It was like a council. There was a council around me and we were having a discussion and the discussion was about the title of the book. And there were several options thrown out and they all had the words canine spirit guide in them. And it was such a intense dream that without even opening my eyes, I reached over next to the bed and grabbed my journal and scribbled those words down without even turning the light on, without opening my eyes, because I didn't want to forget. And then went back to sleep. And I barely even remembered that the next morning, except that I had written it down and I could look at it. And when I saw it in writing, it triggered the memories of what was happening at that moment. So that was the number one thing probably that catapulted me forward. From then on, I had purpose. I had direction. I had meaning. And I had confirmation of where I was going. And so then I just started writing. I just started writing the stories down. But they started, they really started shaping those stories as I wrote them. The canine guides did. They brought meaning to them, significance to them, um, and tied them into the events in my life, which I had never considered before. That was not that something was I sat around and thought about. So that was all new. So I have I have to tell you this because okay, I've got a little note card here. Well, you know, you got your journal, right? Yeah. I had something on 
on a piece of paper beside my bed one night, but I couldn't read it when I woke up. <laughs> okay. Right? I'm like, oh, that's no good. Like, you know, I, you know, my handwriting's bad to start with, but that in the middle of the night and in the darkness, that was no good. So yeah. I carried it around with me for a while and I finally showed somebody a piece of paper and they turned it around because I, you know, handed it to them across that way. And that I turned, they turned it around and it was uh call, call whoever. And they seen it because the way I handed it to them was the way it was actually wrote, not the way I was looking at it. Oh, you weren't <laughs> looking at it the right way. Yeah. And they, they instantly pulled it off because it was facing them when I handed it to them. Wow. But, and then, it, then I turned around. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what it says. <laughs> wow, that's great. I love it. I'm, I am totally surprised somebody was able to decipher my writing. I mean, that, <laughs> I mean, um, so digging again, back into your past, you were a Reiki master or took some Reiki training certifications. So you were familiar with energy, but you were still I, skeptical of it all. I mean, that was yeah. years ago. I was so, familiar. Yeah. I, I got my Reiki, Reiki training 30 years ago. Uh, it was in California when I lived out there. Um, but I didn't embrace it. I didn't even use it. I never used it in my practice. Um, so I, I, I got as far away from that part of myself as I could when I went into physical therapy school because that was safe. That was a safe place to park myself and to make money. But there was a whole reason. In the book, there's a whole reason that that happened. Have you read the book? I have not, so. <laughs> okay. So in the book, there's a whole, there's a very specific reason why I went into that program and why I went to that school, because there was a major upheaval in my life that happened while I was in physical therapy school that was necessary, that sort of kick-started this entire process. And that was 30 years ago. So I, that was no coincidence and no accident that I ended up as a physical therapist. It was sort of a, a playground for me to explore before this other version of me took off. So it was okay for me to be there. Well, it, it's fascinating though, because like I said, there is, there are certain parallels we can draw here. Yeah. And then of course there's the why in the road eventually, but helping people's helping people. And then obviously now we're helping people in a much different fashion, which is right. You know, something I talk about all the time and I love it. So, okay. So you got this message, um, middle of 2022. So like a, well, a little over a year ago. Yeah. And did you, did you own a dog at that time? Or was this something that was kind of really, cause you mentioned the being lost without one, but, or with the one that passed earlier. So was there one in yeah. your life at this point or. Yes. I, um, I had, I had one of her puppies, Nikki, which had, um, just, she had just passed herself. Yeah. She had just passed herself the year before, but before she died, she told me to go get a new puppy. And that story is in the book too. So now the dog that I have, uh, is my Corgi that you, everybody sees me pictured with. She's my assistant really. Um, <laughs> she, she, I was called to find her. All of my dogs, I received a, what I call a calling to find them. 
Um, so they always gave me clues to what to look for, where they were. Some of them were in other countries. I had to go find them in another country. Um, so she gave, she started calling to me about six months before this book came about. And um, she was necessary. It was necessary for me to have her because she was my next spirit guide that was coming in to help me with the final phase that I needed to integrate before I would be able to write the book. So I do have a dog now. She's a, a, an adorable little corgi. Her name is Gigi. And she's always with me. So when I meditate or when I'm writing or when I'm working with clients and healing sessions, she's always there because that's her mission. She helps to orchestrate all of that and to keep everybody safe. So my little personal assistant, Germantown Runner, <laughs> he, he loves asking me questions to ask people. So I'm going to do that for him now. Um, work, working with clients, have you had dogs with serious behavioral issues? If so, how do you address those? Well, I don't work with we're, clients. We're, we're talking about the um, dogs, the, the, the dogs, not the clients. Okay. Just making sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't work with, I, I mean, I'm not a dog trainer anymore. What I, what I do now is I'm working energetically with the canine spirit guides. And the whole purpose of the book was to introduce humanity to their healing that they offer humanity, which is why the dogs connect with us so closely is because of these canine spirit guides that are reaching for us to help us spiritually grow and to heal. And so now with my clients, I'm working with them in healing sessions, energetic healing sessions. The canine guides come in to help with that healing, but it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with their current dog. It can, but it doesn't have to because 50% of the people I work with don't even have dogs. That's that's something because obviously, like I said, we, we started with everybody knows that there's this connection between people and dogs, but for that level of buy-in from people who don't have dogs, says something. Yeah. I'm not sure what it is, but yeah. I thought I had a deep, profound thought there, and then I was like, oh nope, we're sliding the ropes on this <laughs> wherever that was going. Well, oh. let me let me back up yeah. if I can and and let me just clarify that because that might be confusing for people. Um so the canine spirit guides are the, imagine this, I, I know you have all kinds of people on your show, imagine an intergalactic version of the canine. Imagine that. That's who these canine spirit guides are. They are advanced spiritual beings. They're much more spiritually advanced than humanity is, and they connect with us in an attempt to assist us in our evolution as humans. And in order to help us heal what needs to be healed, they bring through advanced healing techniques that I've never seen before from anywhere. Um, and it, they are, they have the capacity to heal very quickly, which I've described in my book. And this is what I tap into when I'm doing my healing sessions. So I, I do one-on-one -on -one healing sessions and I also do group events. So I bring the canine guides into the group energetically and share the frequency with the group. And then they will actually do a healing session with the group. 
fascinating. I was going to say, I know this question's coming, so I'm just going to preemptively ask you. Um, is there a particular breed of dog that is more helpful than others? Because I know somebody's out there thinking their dog is the best, so we're going to settle that once and for all right now. They are all equal. <laughs> oh, no, no, um, no, no, no. I, I will say, you know, some dogs are here to love on us. And other dogs are here to not love on us. <laughs> so my corgi that's so helpful spiritually, she does not like to be touched. She does not want to be cuddled. She's, she knows what her job is, and that's all she wants to do. So they have different purposes. They have different vibrations, and they have different ways of connecting with us. She wants to only connect spiritually. You can look at her. You can adore her, but don't touch her. <laughs> she doesn't like it. Uh, and, and that's how that spirit guide, that's how that canine spirit guide has always been whenever he's come into my life. I've had him three times now, and that's always the way he's been. He's not interested in the human things that we do here. He's very business-like. Um, so other dogs are not that way. Other dogs are what you would typically expect out of a dog. They're more cuddly. They're more into you. They follow you everywhere. They adore you. And you can tell it when they look at you. Though I miss those dogs because I don't have that right now. Um, but they all have their specific purpose and how they're here to help us regardless of whether it's what we want at the time, they're, they're sharing a frequency with us that we need to integrate so that we can move on on our path. We can move along and, and heal. So I'm still back to this part about the, the people that don't have dogs leaning into this because it's, it's hard to put my finger on that because I, I get it. Right. Cause I obviously I have a dog. So, I understand the the point of it, but for this, no, I don't. I don't know. It's a. It, I mean, it, it's a. It's a leap, but it's it's a very understandable one. Well, energy so, is energy, you know. Right. Like you don't have to be into dog. Like it's not like you see a dog in front of you when we're doing the session, or you're you're not getting dog hair on you when we do the session. <laughs> And you're not oh, reacting yeah. to dog dander, you know, when we're doing the session. So even if you don't like dogs, it's 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 the energy of the session that's attracting them. It's the healing that's attracting them because they, I've seen profound healing out of these sessions. So the other fun question that comes up, any other animals ever bother you? Cats? I got stumped with cats, but you know, there's all that conflict, right? Cat, cats and I do not get along. <laughs> uh, I've tried cats, um, but I know what you mean. Like, like, am I getting messages from them? Is that what you're meaning? What yeah. you're saying? Yeah. Well, jumping um, in front of you trying to derail, you know, doing what cats do, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, interestingly enough, so so this is um, Oregon. The guides choose um, to identify with a wild animal and a dog breed and the dog breed may not have anything to do with the actual dog they're they're visiting you with so this dog this is a basinji dog breed and this i never had a basinji this dog was a malinois that came through with this guide 
Um, but they do like to associate with the cat energy because a lot, three of the guides in this book are, are big cats. We have a lion, we have a black panther, and we have a cheetah. So there is cat energy within the guides in that respect, but it's higher vibrational cat energy. So we will see, because I, I have heard that there's going to be other animal kingdoms coming through. I'm not just going to be the galactic canine channel. I'm going to be the, the animal kingdom channel, apparently, at some point. I haven't heard from any of them. I'm just hearing that that's probably going to happen in the future. But I don't have that information yet. Yet. We'll stay tuned. You know where to go. Yeah. Well, we can, obviously. So uh, I'm excited about that. Okay. Oh, wait. Halfway through the show. And I better do this now because I know how this all goes. Where can people find you? The book, the, you know, give me all oh, the yeah. fun stuff. You won't yeah, even so, do this. I shouldn't assume you know how to do this. No. <laughs> yeah. The, um, the book. You can get um, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. It's on audiobook. It's on ebook. It's in print. I'm actually giving away a free um, ebook copy of my book. Just go to my website, heatherleestrom.com, and um, there's a there's a form for you to register to win a free book. So be sure and register for that. Um, but you can find it anywhere. And I recorded the audiobook myself, so. It's uh, people are enjoying it. And I'm assuming well, I'm not assuming I know that people can go to the website and find out more about the session as a group and individual yes. ones and more about other yes. things you're doing. And I do have um, a lot going on, a lot of opportunity for people to find me. I'm doing many, many live events on Facebook. So I do have an events Category on my webpage, you can go to the events page and find out where I'm going to be. I've got a big group healing workshop where um, I'm going to bring the guides into the group in October. So if you're interested in that, get signed up for that. It's going to be really exciting and beautiful. We're going to do a group healing where I bring in two of the canine guides. Um, and you can also, uh, many people have asked me how I learned to channel the canine guide. So I was instructed to create a uh, meditation course. So that's also available on my website, a, a meditation mini course where I, where I attune you to the level that you'll need to be in order to start hearing guide energy like I did. So that's really exciting. Um, and for any of the listeners out here, I'm going to give you a secret discount code for any of my services. You just want to put in um, uh, Malliard. Just, Mal just use Malliard. <laughs> yep, as your discount code. And you'll get 15% off any of my services that are on my website. So on my website, you can schedule a private session, a canine healing session. Um, you can do the meditation course. You can do, I also do a mentoring program, which is a, a, tw a 12 week program where we use the guides for 12 weeks to help escalate you further and further along your path with regular healing. And it's, it's a beautiful process. So all of that is available to any of you who would like to try it, take advantage of that. So I guess the, the 
you said my one of the words that trigger me, which is meditation, not in the bad way. I've been trying yeah. for probably the last five years to get better about that. Yeah. Just be, being in that, being in the moment, let alone, you know, any of the other stuff, just trying to spend five minutes a day, just without this thing in my hand, which I'm, yeah, you know, right. Yeah. You know, just be still, which is still, still works sometimes, some days. But, um, so you got any, I guess, We'll just throw this the the barn door question open. You got any advice for me? <laughs> yeah. Um. Actually, I was not a meditator before any of this happened. I did not like to sit still. I had too many things I needed to do. I could not make my mind be still. I was the same as you, and it was not something that 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 intrigued me or attracted me or excited me at all. But the technique that they taught me is very different from anything that I would have ever suspected meditation is. And I actually use my mind in the meditation. So I put it to work and I'm, I'm very busy. My, the meditation program that I take you through is a guided process where I teach you to use your mind to allow you to expand it. So it's a very active session. You're sitting still, but you're very active and you're entertained and you use your imagination to sort through the exercises. And that way you don't, you're not fighting with yourself all the time to try and clear your mind. To me, that never worked. I have a very active mind. It moves at the speed of light and I just cannot slow it down. So I learned to use that to my advantage in the meditation. And this is what I teach in my meditation course. I, I, you know, somebody told me I should start writing things down, you know, just write them down so you don't have to worry about them. And then I became to the point where I was writing all these things down and then I just had to go and get them done. Like there was no, like no chance to take that break then because you got this list of things to do. Now it's time to go do it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Didn't, didn't work out too well. Um, so I'm still fascinated by this whole, you took the Reiki and then it just shelved it for 30 years, but it came back around anything else from your earlier days that now that you're looking back at this new perspective, you go, Oh, I'm glad I had the opportunity to do this, that, or something, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I'm sure. Cause I can see the look on your face. Like you already had the story for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, yeah, so that's actually a point in my book that I made was after this period of my life where I went to physical therapy school and this big, I won't, I won't say what it is for people who haven't read the book, but a big disaster happens to me in physical therapy school. And because of this disaster, it's like I got a do-over. I got an, a, a bonus like everything that happened after I was 26 years old was bonus time. So I got to do everything over again. That's when I got to train dogs again. I started training dogs when I was 11 and I stopped when I was an adult. But after I got out of physical therapy school, I never thought I would do that again. I started training dogs again. I started competing again. And I actually went to the national and international level with my dogs. 
I also got to cycle again. I used to be a cyclist before I went to physical therapy school and I thought about going pro and the rug got swept out from under my feet and I had to stop. And then after physical therapy school, I suddenly started racing my bike again. So there were a number of things that I sort of got to do over in life after a certain point. It was a pivotal point. I don't say, I don't want to say what happened, but it was a pivotal point where I got to make a decision. And I was, I decided whether I was going to stay here and do my mission or was I going to go home? And by home, I meant, I mean, back to source. Like, do I need to just go or am I going to stay and do what I came here to do? So I decided mm -hmm. to stay. Yeah, I, and, I'm going to put words in your mouth. So it sounds like you've had two of these tipping point moments in your life. That I've had many, many major, major ones. It seems like there's been two at least. Maybe, uh, at least. Yeah. Yeah. At least I think we've all had those little moments, but it seems like to me looking at your life, you've had at least two of those really big, this hand motion doesn't do good for audio. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast. I was doing motions over here. Um, moments in your life. Yes. Of course, this one kind of seems like it may be not as uh, impactful or as sudden, but when you look back on it in a couple of years, yeah. it will be. And, and, and the book is full of them. That That's the whole point of the book is to demonstrate what they represent. Because for for us, for humanity, I'm not the only one these, these events happen to. This is a point for us to make a decision. This is a point for us to say, do we, which path do we want to follow? And I've had, there's at least three instances in my life where I've had chronic illnesses that were extremely devastating that I didn't think I was ever going to come back from. I couldn't at that point see what my future was. And it was because of those illnesses that I was forced to kind of stop, listen, and allow. And when that happened, everything, it's like the room moved and I got realigned in a completely different direction and my life changed. And when my life changed, I moved out of the disease. I moved out of the illness and into wellness. Which is good. Okay. So now I've got another question for you because I, I've had some several of these uncomfortable conversations myself with people. You know, being a paranormal podcaster like I am and a former paranormal investigator, all these fun things, there's comes a point where you have to have those difficult conversations that you want to, you know, do this, that, and the other with people. And there's always that, are you um, not so smart for doing that conversation? I guess we'll say it that way. Uh, okay. Um, I mean, you're, here you are saying you're going to write a book about something that you have never openly talked about before with people. Well, I mean, there had to have been some awkward conversations with some some people close to you in your life. So how did this whole, how did you get acceptance for it? You mean when I kind of explain to people who I am now? Yeah, like that transition. <laughs> because there's, there's a transition there. I mean, because you were, like I said, you were on this track and now you're jumped over here. So there had to be some yeah. middle there. <laughs> well, yes. And that's a great question because that was a real hurdle I had to overcome. 
part of the healing that the canine guides helped me with, number one was the, the ability to see myself fully because I couldn't even find myself when this whole started. I've discovered a new me that I never knew I was. And that also came with it. I had to be completely secure with who I was and not be triggered by what other people might think about it. And that was part of the healing that they helped me with to be unapologetically me, right? And that's so hard for some of us to do because in today's society, today's we society. worry about what people think, right? About who we are yeah. or our opinions or things that we're doing. And because of the healing that I received, it didn't matter to me anymore. And the people that might have a judgment on it or might not be comfortable with my new place, my new being, they don't bother me because they just kind of go off on their own. They take a different path or maybe they just kind of watch because they're not really sure. They're a little bit curious, um, a little bit afraid. So they kind of watch from the outskirts and that doesn't bother me. The only thing that I am here to do is just to be myself. And as I be myself and I let my light out, which was always caged and confined, when I let my light out into the world, then I attract the people to me that do understand me. And so that's where I get my validation. I was going to say, you said, you said the right things there, but I'm sure there were moments that you had to wonder if you were up the creek without a paddle, so to speak. No, that's the beauty no? of the healing. No, because when you're healed, it, you don't ever feel that way. You just feel like you just feel so full of love and light. And that that's the healing that most people like. It wasn't like I woke up and I decided to be this way. I was healed into it. There's a difference. So what when you have I the guess. healing, you don't have the doubt. You don't have the self-criticism. You don't have the um the worry about what other people think because you just know you're you're in your god space i mean there's just you can't even keep it all in <laughs> I, I, i'm impressed because it's been a it's had to have been a rod ride i mean because you're talking about starting this 2020 i mean this has had to have i can't, i'm still baffled because i'm still working through my own process and it's been it, like i, said, I tell you if you read the book you'll you'll really appreciate what a wild ride it was it was wild and based off some of the comments you made tonight it seems like you're uh, how do i say this nicely not done yet no <laughs> we're never done no we're never done i'm you know each time i do a healing session with my clients i'm getting even more of that healing so, and, and I, I don't ever feel like I know everything. Like, I don't want to feel that way because I love to learn. So I'm constantly looking for new information and I'm always surprised at what the canine guides bring into a session. They, they just constantly impress me with their abilities and what they can do and what they're showing people. It just blows my mind. And I hope that it always does. I, I was just sitting here wondering what kind of things would, I mean, obviously you're talking about healing, but is there like specific things 
like say some friend that wronged you years ago, or if we're talking more general mention or general, that's not even a word, son. Uh, generalization. Yeah. Generalization, you know, general advice for people, or is it very specific and targeted? You mean that what I'm getting in the sessions? Yeah. For, for people. Yeah. yeah. So the one-on-one -on -one sessions, um, I meet with the guide before I do the session with the person and it's all done virtually. So I get on a Zoom call like this, but I meet with the guides beforehand and I ask, okay, who wants to help this soul heal? Who has the techniques, who has the knowledge, who has the, the skill to help this soul? And one of the guides, right now there's four, I've met four, there are 50 but I've only met four. So one of the four will come forward and volunteer their services for the person I'm about to work with. And then that guide will download information into me, telling me kind of what that person is struggling with, what they need help with. So specific things about um, their character or the pain that they're holding on to the belief system that they have, um, or maybe a memory that they're holding, they will download that information into me. Then I go into the session with the client and I say, okay, I discuss with them what the guide shared with me and they'll go, oh, wow, that makes sense. Yep, that makes sense. And the guide will tell me, okay, for this session, I'm going to help this person with uh, in, increasing their masculinity because they're not speaking their voice and they're holding all this energy in their voice and their throat. And this is creating a conflict and a backup of energy and it's creating physical symptoms in the body. And so they'll tell me what they're going to help this person with. And um, during the session, I'm describing to the client what the guide is saying and what the guide is doing. So it ends up being sort of like, a um, guided meditation as I describe the energy that's moving, the techniques the guide is using. Some of them like to use crystals and some of them use these um, ancient geometry symbol, weird looking things I've never seen before. Um, and they're all very specific techniques and very specific things they do, but they're, they're um, unique to that person. I've never seen them do the same thing for for any two people it's always different they keep me on my toes i never know what's going to happen and when that session is over they've removed all of this blockage and pain and they've adjusted their belief system if the person allows it you know you you have complete authority and free will over anything that happens to you if you allow it, then this can all be removed from you instantly. And so the clients feel so much better afterwards. They have more clarity. They understand themselves better and they can move more fully into their path. And they go, oh, okay, I've let go of all this pain I've been carrying around. Wow, I feel so much better. And they, they feel like I did, right? And they can just move forward faster on their path. And it's, it's exhilarating. I, I'm just flabbergasted each time I do a session. How long are these sessions? I mean, they're about 90 break, minutes. As I say, that's the session with the person. How long does it take for you to get the information? Yeah. Good question. 
Um, I usually prepare for half an hour before a um, single guide canine session, healing session. On occasion, I've had to do more. I, I recently had a gal come to me that um, was, I could feel her energy before I even met with her. And it was very, very blocked, very rigid. Um, and I was like, oh dear, what do I do with this? Because sometimes the guides will say, they're not ready yet. We have to put this session off. We have to get them ready. So the guides instructed me to have her do some homework before the session. Uh, she had some homework to do. And then I had to do some work for her to help get her energy to move before we even did the session together. So I think I spent a total of three hours before the beginning of that session with her. So on occasion, I am called into deeper service to help prepare someone for a, a change that they physically cannot do themselves. What about the other side of the spectrum? I'm going to use the bad, the bad saying here. So open-minded, their brain falls out. Like they're just wait, you know, they're believing everything and too willing. And have you ever run across somebody like that yet? I think, I think you might be referring to like a poser or someone who doesn't really yeah. mean yeah. to heal. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I have. Somebody, somebody who's trying to abuse the system, I guess, for the lack of yes, a better... someone who's wanting to just coast along on the frequency and not do the work. Yeah. Yeah, I have run into that, and I do also get instructions for those people. Um, I am allowed to help them once, and um, they must integrate the healing before I'm allowed to help them again. So they can't. Like th those people, I kind of refer to them as junkies. Like they want to just coast along on the, the happy frequency, you know, um, but they don't want to get there the, themselves. So they just want the practitioner to do it for them. Um, when that happens, the guides will be like, nope, nope, nope. Uh, they need to integrate. They need to do their work and they'll put off doing any further work for them because they must have, they must want it themselves. So, yeah, I do get the opposite end of the spectrum. Because I, I had a, well, you're, you're not a psychic, by the way. I want to throw that out there. That word's been floating around in my mind, but I, I, I had one come, you know, send me an email, say, hey, I want to be on your show, but I want to do a reading for you first. And I said, I don't require that. I normally don't even entertain that idea. But since you're so, you, she was bent on doing it. And I said, okay, <laughs> set up a time and did it, right? And it was so bad. It was laughable. Like I was oh, no. trying not to laugh in her face. Like seven kids. I've got two. Like, you know, things that are readily find audible about me on the internet. She was just yeah. missing. Yeah. I'm like, no, this isn't going to, I wish you luck, but you probably should have just took the interview and ran, you know, instead of trying right. to wow me because you surely did wow me, but not in the way you were hoping. <laughs> so right. I, I guess that's why I was thinking about that negative. I don't want to say negative, but that, oh, you know, that, just take it because there's a lot of people out there who, oh, new shiny thing. Oh, canine healing energy. Yeah, let's do that. Or like you mentioned crystals earlier. Oh, we could do that. Or Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So the, those people are out there, you know, and, and I, I have a pretty good radar. <laughs> I That's can, good. Cause I, I was hoping I wasn't going to break some news to you tonight. because <laughs> No, no, no. No, I have a pretty good radar. I, 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 
when when someone schedules an appointment with me, I, I tune into their energy right away and kind of get a, a pretty good reading on what I'm dealing with. So I know w- what's going to be facing me in the session. But, um, you know, everybody, everybody deserves a chance to be helped. Um, but, you know, nobody else can do it for you. I, you know, I can provide tools. I can pr- provide you the access, but you've got to do your own work. And that's kind of the point is that this isn't a joy ride. This is about about getting in there and getting the work done and kind of, you know, they're the canine guides are kind of like the cliff notes, you know, they, they make it a shorter route for you, but you've still got to do your work. I did a ton of work. So you, you mentioned four out of 50. Of course, my son collects Pokemon cards, so I understand this number thing. Yeah. Um, but of the four, did they, did, if you see, I don't know any of their names, but if you see one of them, do you kind of have a general idea, like they're bringing this, that, and the other, versus seeing the other one who... They're very, yeah. they're very specific. So Anthea, which is the first dog in the, in the or canine guide in the book, she works on your your self love and your joy. She she connects you to your divine self love and your joy. So when that's blocked, she shows you where it's blocked and helps you to re, uh, alleviate that problem so that you can connect fully with your own self love and joy. Oscar is the second canine guide in the in the book. And he helps us connect with our divine power and our voice. So he's all about the throat area. And he um, identifies with the lion. The lion's all about the voice and the power and the courage. And that's what this guy does is he helps connect us back into that. So many of us have beaten ourselves down for so long, or we might have childhood trauma. We might have past life trauma. We might have um, ancestral patterns that are holding us back that have nothing to do with us. So these guides are working with all of those concepts to free you up so you can be the full self that you are designed to be. I, I was, <laughs> random thoughts that pop into my head. Probably not the best time to express them, but you know, here we go. Uh, I, you know, I, cause you know, there is this, um, people look for connections, not necessarily love connections, right? That's the obvious connection, right? But as you're doing business relationships, you know, any kind of, there's a lot of connections besides the the simple love connection. Yeah. Um, Have you helped somebody with that type of connection? You mean? Help understand what they needed to do, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 When, when I um, prepare for the, the single guide healing session, I actually connect with that person's soul. So a lot of times messages will come through from their higher selves. And some people actually get messages about what their their path or the mission is here on earth and what they came here to do um, or a direction that they need to go in or or like they're supposed to write a book or they're supposed to lead a class or or help this um, this group of people. Uh, so these very specific messages come through for them during that session. It just depends. They they just kind of randomly pop in. So I never know if that's going to happen for any given session. But 
Um, yeah. So it, that's a connection that most people are starved for is to know what their real purpose is. Yeah, that's, that's a fact because I think we all to some degree struggle with that. Even if we air quotes here, know what we think we're supposed to be doing. There's always that lingering question. Is it what we're supposed to be doing? Right. Um, oh, uh, tell me the website one more time because like I said, I've got like six minutes left and I don't want to Yeah, miss yeah. It. <laughs> so my my website is Heather Lee Strom. It's L-E-I-G-H-S-T-R-O-M, heatherleestrom.com. And you can find all the book information on the webpage. You can find all of my services on the webpage and all of my events that are coming up. And I do have a massive group event that's scheduled for October. So don't miss that. I'm going to bring in this healing frequency for the whole group. Sounds exciting. And don't forget your discount code too. That's right. Um, I mentioned to you earlier that, well, before we started, I guess I shouldn't say earlier because if somebody was listening to this whole recording, they're going to say, you didn't mention that earlier. Before we started, I mentioned that I'm doing predictions in the first week of November. So I'm excited. I'm very excited about that. But keep your eyes open in case you see or hear something that I might need. Because, you know, I need all the help I can get at this point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't really do predictions. <laughs> but I don't either. But, well, I do, but I don't. Like I, I think I'm clipping <laughs> off at about, what was that, 55% or something like that, which isn't bad for just a guy who talks. Oh, cool. So, <laughs> well, I mean, that just more. goes to show that we know more than we think we know. Well, like I said, I'm trying to be in tune with everything I can be. So, uh. yeah. So going forward now, as you start to do more groups and more events, how do you maintain that balance? Because you need, you know, there's the, the, the like we mentioned earlier, two, three hours into each reading. How do you maintain that balance between doing more and being able to do what you need to do effectively. As the groups start to fill in and uh, more people become interested in the groups, then I'm going to be transitioning more to group sessions because I'm meant to work with a lot of people. And so one-on-one is going to be too slow. So I'm going to be transitioning more into group events and also retreats like week long retreats, uh, weekend workshops instead of just one day. So um, more and more people can take, take uh, advantage of the healing frequency and kind of get caught up because the whole purpose of the canine guys is to help humanity heal. So they've got a lot of people they want to work with and they want me working with big numbers of people. So that's how I'll keep the balance because I'll just be doing more group events and not so much one-on-one. And so that would be fine because then I would have plenty of time off in between the groups. So I was instructed to tell you retreats and dog things, you know, there's a marketing aspect there, treats, retreats, dogs. Okay. Take that's free advice. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't have the, (laughs) just saying. I get it. I get it. (laughs) Um, Now, now I see this little image in my head with the little different colors. So it, uh, <laughs> I'm not even you're, good at that, but you're a psychic. Uh, you know, I've, I've heard that before. 
and I still deny it to this day. <laughs> I feel like I'm missing something really obvious, am I? Missing something. Um, about the book or Maybe. oh, let's throw the book title out there one more time. Canine, Canine Spirit, Spirit Guides. Go ahead. Oh, Canine Spirit Guides. And it's the letter K number nine. Canine Spirit Guides, the healing power of man's best friend. And one of the guides is on the book cover. Um, and it's a great audiobook too. I throw in some bonus uh bonus sections in the audiobook that are really fascinating. Um, yeah, and I am giving away a free copy. These are really cool things. These are called book stubs. Have you seen these? No, I have not. What is that? Yeah, it's a book stub. So it's a it's basically a coupon for a free ebook. It's got a it's got a code on the back. So all I have to do is give someone the code on the back and they can get a free ebook from Balboa Press. So I'm giving these away. So be sure to register for the free copy of my book on my webpage. So that's kind of like a gift card, I guess, for the old yeah. people like me. But it's right. got your book cover, which is pretty cool. It's marketing, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> old people like me. Yikes. Right. Uh, okay. <laughs> so now now, now the fun part starts. we got a couple minutes left, and now we get to the fun, seri the fun serious part of the show. Serious. So, serious. I better straighten up and sit right. Um, hardest question of the interview. What's your favorite breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even really eat breakfast. Um, oh, if I if I ate breakfast, I would love to have pancakes and eggs and bacon. <laughs> I, I, more people will say they don't eat breakfast, but they always have something they would eat, though. Yeah, yeah, I would. <laughs> but I just can't eat that stuff. But I would love it if I could. <laughs> I get it. Um, okay, so I appreciate the time this evening. Um I feel like I'm still forgetting something, but that's okay. Well, you They'll can always me have me back, Jim. I, I will, because I'm interested to see where this journey takes you, especially since you're just into it. So we'll be yeah. bringing you back, keep updated, because there's that's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I'd love to come back anytime <laughs> you want to have me back. Let's see if I can find this outro button now. <laughs> okay, talk to you all next week. Well, not you, but everybody else. <laughs> It's the Mallard Report. Yeah, the Mallard Report. Hey, I want to thank you for joining us. It's been a good show tonight. I hope you enjoyed it. Take a few moments, subscribe, share, all the fun stuff. You know how to do it. I don't have to tell you. Just uh, be ready for next week. It'll be sooner than you think. It's the Mallard Report. Yeah, the Mallard Report. Science! 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 Hello, podcast fans. Want to get weird with us? Come check out the Mad Scientist Podcast. We are a weekly show that looks at the history, philosophy, and hard facts behind your biggest paranormal questions. Did the government really pay for a psychic spy program? Yes! Is it true that surgery got its start in grave robbing? Yes! Can a roller coaster really kill you? Legally, we can't say so for sure, but sometimes, yes! Mm. 
Join myself, Chris Cogswell, and my co-host, Marie Mayhew, as we examine the science, philosophy, and history behind the strange and unusual. All to discover what's possible and plausible versus what's, well, just made up. Check us out wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Mad Scientist Podcast.